On this jam session number 574 of Android App Addicts, Ivor breaks out his guitar, Josh is lazy, and Dor pretty much carries the show. Hey, hey, Podnuts, it's Android App Addicts, podcast number 574 on the 9th of July, 2021. I'm here with uh, Stephen McLaughlin, otherwise known as the Door-to-Door Geek, and this show is sponsored by Philip Kima. Okay, sorry, Door, how are you doing? Hey, Ivor, I'm doing okay. I'm, uh, like, eager, anticipating. Uh, Tomorrow, I have a COVID test at around 9 in the morning, and then... First thing Monday morning, I have my elbow surgery, and I just want this to be done with because, you know, after 18 months of constant pain and numbness, I need it to end. Yeah, well, it's been a huge um, hindrance to getting the, the podcast done, and um, this is, must be some kind of a record because this is the second podcast in a row we've managed in months. So I'm really uh, looking forward to, to uh, all the apps and, and hardware that uh, is going on. Good to hear that you're getting your, your elbow fixed tomorrow. And so we hopefully we'll be able to do a few more um, a few more podcasts. Josh today, by the way, is uh, is with us. He will be joining us soon. He's just um, waiting for his wife to arrive so uh, so she can take care of Solomon um, while he does the podcast. So we're we're just going to wait for him to to show up when he shows up. At the moment, I'm looking at his chair in his office, so he'll be here soon. Um, Dor, got any news for us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a really quick just side tangent again. I like made my boss shudder. Because I told him that uh, my doctor said it could take me up to six weeks to recoup. Six weeks. And then I dramatic paused. And then I dramatic paused. And she said, but more than likely in like three or four days, you'll be fine. You can still sit at the microphone, though, so, I assume. I should be able to, is the logic. <laughs> no, that should not stop. Um, yeah. Uh, in the realm of my my Android news, uh, not a lot has changed. Um, I will say, um, for the past week, my OnePlus has been seamless, perfect. The battery is still quite insane how well it works compared to every other phone I've ever had. So for that, I'm pretty happy. Oh, good. I've um I've been looking at uh, cell phones myself, actually new cell phones, as I mentioned last week before my uh, laptop crashed and died. Um, I've been looking for a new cell phone and you made a suggestion uh, for a Nokia. Um, so I had a, a closer look at some of the Nokia brands, some of the, the better brands. Um, Someone I know has had a, a lower, sort of cheaper model uh, Nokia, and they weren't very impressed with it, which actually put me off. But I've been doing a bit more look into it, and, and, I've, and I've been um, persuaded by the Nokia 7.2, which is a, a mid-ranger. Um, the thing about Nokias that I seem to read in the reviews, though, is that they don't have very good cameras, as you would normally expect them to be, being Nokia. Uh, cameras should be a lot better than they actually are, according to a lot of reviewers. Maybe that's because some reviewers have higher expectations. Um, but with uh, with me, I don't really take a lot of photos. Actually, um, the, the best ca- camera I had was on my Huawei, which I gave to my wife because she was taking a lot more photos than me on a camera that really wasn't very good. So I, I just uh, gave her um, my 20 Pro, which had an excellent camera, but no, it's Huawei. <laughs> but um, so I'm, I've been looking at uh, getting a Nokia 7.2. Of course, having huge problems trying to find one that will that's actually I can source inside the country rather than having to be sent from overseas. We're having a huge problem with um, with things actually arriving in New Zealand. Uh, you know, the 
and ships and planes aren't really stopping here uh, any, as much as they used to. Um, and so it can take uh, six weeks for anything to from overseas up to, to arrive. Yeah, that sucks. That's kind of like uh, when I buy things from Hong Kong, I don't know if I'm going to get them in five days or six weeks. It's like a pure gamble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I and and I don't want to overhype anything. Um, no phone is perfect. Every phone, we're, me, you, experienced people are going to pick up, and we're going to have a little, you know, issue with here or there. Um, I will say you are right. The one thing I will say that all Nokia phones seem to lack is that premier camera type experience. Um, they did have the one that had the, um, I want to say five cameras on the oh, back. Yeah, yeah. Name that, was. that was insanely priced. I want to say it was like eight hundred plus dollars, and people said the camera was fine. I'm thinking if I have five cameras and I'm still only fine, I'm doing something wrong with cameras. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't... Yeah. Um, as for Android experience, the uh, three people I know who have had Nokia's in the last two or three years all say they liked it because it was a vanilla experience. But nothing wowed them because it was a vanilla experience. I think the one I'm looking at is a, a Snapdragon 20G or something like that process. Very, very mid-range processor. Um, quite capable for what I want it to do. Um, and yeah, and I, yeah, the camera should be okay. But it comes with six gig of RAM and 128 gig. Yeah, I just need to find somebody who, who can actually sell it to me. Um, I have considered getting something. We we have a like a eBay or a Craigslist site here. Uh, the equivalent of it's not not those. Uh, sites but um it's called trade me and uh there's a huge uh huge secondhand uh, cell phone market which um, i've been looking at the only sort of real options seem to be uh, google pixels or samsung's there's you know, in multitudes and there doesn't seem to be a hell of a lot else being sold secondhand certainly no sony's or asus yeah when it comes to like you know i understand people liking the pixel devices i personally I'm still really uncomfortable with being a beta tester because, to be honest, you pay for a Pixel and then you are a beta tester. Mm -hmm. um, some of the features I know around the camera and around the dialer I know are cool. I know they are. But the rest of it always seems to be lacking, yeah, yeah. in my but, opinion. So um, the mobile equivalent of and, using a Chromebook, I suppose. Yeah, and the um, Samsung's. If you're already, it's kind of like if you already have an Apple device, the Apple Verse. If you're embedded in that, then you're used to it. Honestly, it's the same thing with mm. Samsung. There's so much Samsung bloatware on every Samsung device I ever saw. If you're already in the Samsung ecosystem, well, then it makes sense to buy another Samsung device. Yeah, the thing about Samsung as well is they have huge marketing programs, which you're really just paying for in, in the phone. So you're paying over and above the um, the actual what you would pay for a, a equivalent phone from a different company that has less marketing. Yeah, that, and there was an article I did not clip, I'm not going to lie, in the last week and a half, two weeks. Um, security researchers found multiple vulnerabilities in multiple Samsung apps, um, a.k.a., you know, like I'm going to harken back to an old Steve Gibson quote of don't try to invent in, um, in, um, in, um, encryption. Good encryption already exists. Just use it. Um, Samsung, in my humble opinion, creates a lot of unnecessary apps and puts them on their phone. You don't need Samsung Notes. You don't need Samsung Dialer. You don't need Samsung Calendar. You, you don't need all these things when something already exists and where somebody else is already paying for all the security testing and things like that. So the number of apps they make to me are a security issue. Absolutely, yeah. Um, 
But you know, there's not a lot of choice. Uh, the markets have narrowed, and um, you know we've, we're pretty much uh, stuck with either China, Chinese phones or South Korean phones, like Samsungs. Yeah, and right, and, and we've basically lost LG, HTC. Um, other people, I think, are going to still go away. It's just uh, they might take a little bit longer, like uh, Z, uh, um, ZTE or somebody yeah. like that. Uh, I've did some research and found out the only non-assembled, non-Chinese assembled phone you can buy these days is a Sony. They're made in Japan, so uh, but they're gotcha. just as just as expensive as a Samsung. Um, they have their own right. issues as well. I wouldn't mind buying one, but just wish I could could afford it. <laughs> right. Hey, Josh. Can't hear you. Oh, Harry, how you doing? That's okay. Um, one article I wanted to link to really quick, talking about phones and specs. I saw this and I near my mouth nearly went agate. I was in, I was kind of shocked at this one. And this is a Qualcomm and Asus have made an agreement to make their, in air quote, ultimate phone. Um, now it's really easy to say you have an ultimate phone. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, who's going to check you? Who's going to do that? But then if you scroll down the article and you look at the specs, okay, um, 5G, 16 gigs of RAM, 512 gigs of storage. Okay. Some phones ship with 16 gigs of storage, and this thing's shipping with 16 gigs of RAM. Um, it's going to cost too much money. We already know this. Um, but it's going to have 5G, Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5.2, NFC. Um, my experience with Asus hardware, the way that they configure their operating system is they expect you to be an advanced user, which is one of the things that I like about it. It's one of the things that I also could see making it undesirable to the layman, to the just casual user. But, um, this at least has me mentally interested in, because the more psychotic that these specs get, that just means next year, Prices are going to come down sharper and sharper and sharper. I can't wait for 16 gig of RAM to be the normal on a phone. And it's going to happen sooner than later. Well, I just bought an Asus computer that has 16 gig of RAM and a 512 gigabyte hard drive. There you go. So, um, There you go. And if you uh, scroll down this article, I will say this. Uh, it's not an attractive phone. Not really an attractive phone at all. And it does have a little divot. We're in the Motorola phones. They always had the little divot to like rest your hand. So you knew where like the phone was weighted. This also has a little divot. It looks like where you could rest your finger. And I'm guessing it's also a fingerprint reader. But um, if you're interested in having a phone that realistically should last with its specs five years, then you might want to take a look at this Asus Qualcomm um, um, collaboration phone. Um, and it's, it literally had a horrible name to go with it too. Oh, smartphone for Snapdragon insiders <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. It was uh, $1,500, wasn't it? US. Oh, that's it. I'll take two of them. <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> what did I miss? Nothing. Just ch ch chitter chatter. How are things up in can do adia? Good. Good. The weather is uh, a lot cooler than it was before. Um, yeah, just living the dream. Very cool. Um, is there anything new in your Android verse here in the last week? No, man. There's nothing new in my verse. Period. <laughs> so, how is your kid? Second verse, same as the first. Uh, yeah, he's good. He was on here before and said hello to you guys. Uh, he turns three on the fifteenth, so that's pretty crazy. 
Come here. Well, my oldest uh, time still my oldest daughter just turned sixteen last week. Wow. My kid is three and he's still more mature than Ivor, if you believe it. Yeah, he put me to shame. <laughs> yeah, like uh two or three more quickies I just wanted to talk about in the news area. Um one of them is I will say, um, I think some of these news outlets are kind of miss missing some of this story. Um like over on Android Police, uh, they just say straight up, um, OnePlus promises pixel beating updates, in air quotes, six years of updates. Okay. I believe if I read this right, six years of updates by combining Oxygen OS with Color OS. Okay. What in the hell does that even mean? Okay. Oxygen OS is the OnePlus One operating system after they dropped Lineage. Because I want to say, oh, sorry, they were Cyanogen mod before Lineage. After that, they created their own, and they called it Oxygen OS. OnePlus is a shoot-off company of Oppo. Oppo has Color OS. So basically, the the like brother and sister companies are going to combine their versions of Android to have a more solid experience between the two, and have longer um, updates life than basically anybody is offering in the business. Um, this means a lot of things to a lot of people. Okay. What it really means is security updates for that number of years, not operating system updates, feature updates, those kind of things, but security updates. So if I'm now going to become a independent corporation and I want to have a phone that I know is going to be in air quotes secure for years, this is my only choice unless I literally want to roll my own Android di- distribution. So this to me is big news. I love this because this is going to challenge Samsung, Sony, Nokia, Google, everybody, Apple to push their updates even further out, which will hopefully have the side effect of everyone's phones seem to last a little bit more than a year or two. Well, actually, Dor, did you know that um, Oppo, Vivo, Realme, and OnePlus are all part of what under the one umbrella of BKK, which owns twenty five percent of worldwide market. Yeah, so they're a big. Yeah, deal. they're all ba- basically from one corporation. Yeah, and there, I saw a video recently on um, uh, YouTube from uh, a bloke called Tech Alter. I don't know if you've seen him before, but he did a big. He used to work for for Oppo in China, I think, um, or in Germany, and he did a big uh, expose on on the founder of the company and who he was. And he seems like a pretty good bloke, actually. He's um, savvy businessman and um, yeah it's doing a really good job of sort of um, providing a good product uh, uh, and treating his suppliers and and uh, workers well gotcha gotcha we shouldn't all talk at once <laughs> like this yeah i tried to go back scroll because these guys word it different in this article they just say that they're going to offer a year more than google but they don't actually say the number of years i want to say Pixel devices are four years, and I want to say this might be five years. Either way, they're pushing the limits is the real thing. Um, And yeah, I do believe Oppo, OnePlus, Remy, and the other one, I think they all actually like target, um, I don't want to say countries, but markets. Uh, Oppo is like high-end devices. Like that's their Note phones with super slim bezels with um, styluses on them and, and really thin phones. Uh, Remy phones, I believe, are the ones that have like the weird, quirky flip cameras, um, and like really high end specs and with like crazy screens. OnePlus tries to be the never settle, 
flagship killer kind of device. And I think they all try to shoot for their own little thing, um, which I think, to be honest, when I look at those other phones, they seem to be doing fine in their own area. Uh, just like OnePlus seems to be doing fine in its area. It isn't destroying anything. Yeah, they all seem to be happily coexisting and not really eating each other's lunch. Yeah, not yet, at least. Um, a, uh, and then there's the stupid, I don't want to say stupid, that's insulting. Then the one-off thing that I would have never seen coming, but Vivo is another manufacturer that just put a patent in, and the patent is for a phone with a built-in drone. What? It's a phone that you press a button and a piece slides out and a little four-copter drone in patent form at least comes out of it. Over a phone. It's a it's, phone drone. It's a phone drone. Show name right there. Phone um, drone. <laughs> yeah, so this is just, to me, this is just one of those crazy things. And, and part of me thinks, why not? Yeah, if you click the link in there, you go to a let's let's go digital.com link, sorry, where they actually show the schematics from the actual um patent phone where quite literally the bottom of the phone pops out and a little quadcopter can come out of it. This is literally like 1990 spy movie tech. Something out of James um, Bond. It, it is really one of the is. things we are quite literally even saying this, it sounds like not real like how are you going to be able to do this you know and we think this thing's not even going to be able to fly for five minutes because the battery's going to be so small what could you even and you know a two mile an hour wind and it won't work right you know how but in four years from now what if you know like four out of every 20 phones have a built-in drone where you push it and it flies out and for all the selfish self-centered people it could take selfies of them when they're doing stuff just saying it yeah, might. you sent me this. You sent me this before without the the schematic, and I really couldn't picture it. But looking at it, you know, this could work. <laughs> I mean, we've done crazy things. And look, another tangent. I'm sorry. My life has taught me one thing: whenever humans focus on something, doesn't matter what it is, we destroy it. Whether it's the you know sub five minute, then the sub four minute mile running, or a hundred years ago, people thought we, if we went over 60 miles an hour, we would disintegrate um, kind of thing. And literally, in a very short time span, we went from the Wright brothers making a plane to landing on the moon. So why not a drone phone? Why not? And we could have it attached to our wrists. <laughs> very possible. That's what I'll say. Um, so, I like, don't know. The, the whole five-minute mile thing is that's a bit old really like I, I can drive a mile in well, so much shorter time than that i know but i want to say it was in the 60s maybe 50s when they thought you can't do a five minute mile it's impossible to do a five minute mile which of course it is but just because somebody thought it was impossible you know they acted like it was impossible yeah, but in those days it was compulsory to smoke a lot including the exactly. athletes i saw a picture it was uh <laughs> like the 1957 tour de france and they were literally like going down the street and they were like half of the people were smoking while they were doing the tour to France. I thought, wow. Good for you. It is France. Your lungs. It opens. Yeah, up. that's. Um, okay. One more like news article and it's going to be a quickie Motorola. I understand why people think, um, uh, that they're not around. They're dead. They're not innovating, blah, 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 blah. They do have a flip phone. That is actually selling numbers. It's okay numbers. 
Uh, they have plenty of mid-range and low-range phones, and they have a couple, I think, that are in the upper. But I can tell you, my two kids have um, newer Moto, oh God, it's not Moto Gs, Moto Es, and I am shocked at how they can have that YouTube running for six hours straight and the phone still ain't dead, okay? Um, so Motorola is doing something right, is what I'll say, and it's their um, a budget phones is what I'll say, and uh, their next-gen Motorola Edge smartphone lineup is leaked, so apparently the next generation is going to be called Motorola Edge. <clears throat> Don't know why it's called Edge, but okay, it's called Edge. With 120 hertz refresh rate on some of them, um, this looks like they're actually going to try to, again, compete. Every couple years, they try to compete. Um, the newest processor they're going to use is the 870. Right now, the newest is the 888 processor. Um, so that's a, still a newer processor, uh, and it looks like it's going to have uh, 6, 8, or 12 gigs of RAM, 128 or 256 gigs of storage on the high end. Um, so I'm happy to see these people are still trying to at least compete and come out with devices and not just give up like HTC, LG, or that kind of company. What do you think? Yeah, they seem to be going with more lower end or cheaper cheaper phones as of late. Like you can buy some pretty cheap Motorola's at Costco around here. Yeah, I mean, they're a really good uh, low-budget option. Um, yeah, I don't know what the future of foldable phones is going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um, <laughs> but personally, I think unless they get a lot cheaper very quickly, on the vine. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that, and to be honest, I think Motorola is one of the companies that's doing a good job of driving the price down is the way I put it. Um, they're not the cheapest one out there. There's plenty of cheaper phones out there. Um, but they're giving us, I think, fair specs at a fair price, which I still think is hard to do these days. Um, four models were leaked. Um, two of them are Berlin models. That's what it says Berlin. Um, um, one is North America, one is global, um, and then one is, uh, Latin America. Yeah. I'm sorry. North America, then global, then global in India, and then Asia, Europe, Latin America, and, and India. So North America will not be getting the high end version is what it looks like. And it looks like it's the only one that's locked to a carrier. Verizon. Oh joy. <laughs> Sprint's still going over there? Uh, Sprint and T-Mobile have almost completely merged. Uh, T-Mobile bought out Sprint. I believe the deal was just and finally approved in January, but it still isn't complete. I still think, you know, something might happen bad to it is what I'll say. So is T-Mobile going to completely oh. subsume them and you know, change all their marketing and branding and stuff? Or is it you know, trade separately? A lot of these companies, when they take other companies over, they keep them separate for a while and then just gradually absorb them into the fold. I think their plan is to get rid of the name Sprint, um, absorb their high-end network, dis dis destroy their low-end network, forget about it, and try to turn extra spectrum into NVMe to where we can have, like, um, oh, um, I'm trying to remember the one that you mentioned last week, Josh. Oh, Boost? Boost. So where companies like that can spring up and absorb some of that extra spectrum. Before they're all bought by Facebook or Google in any way. Well, thank, thank, thankfully, Google's been pretty unsuccessful in their carrier prospects and their ISP prospects. So hopefully that will continue. Because if they're successful, I think we all lose a little bit. 
So you, you guys want to get into some apps? Why not? Okay. Uh, the app I'm going to bring first then is a confusing app. It's very confusing if you just read it and you don't actually look into it. Or like me, you think, okay, this app is literally called Water Resistance Tester. So then what do you think? You're going to put the phone in a bucket of water and it's going to tell you if it's still working or not? <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm thinking, what kind of scam is this? Okay. Um, but it's called Water Resistant Tester uh, by Ray W. Uh, under Tools, E for Everyone, does contain ads that you can remove with the $1 purchase. Uh, 422 reviews, average 3.8 reviews. Um, updated July 8th. 2021, 2.9 megs in size, 10,000 plus installs, current version 1.1.3, 6.0 Android NUP, E for everyone, permission details, basically full network access, run it startup, and prevent device from sleeping. So not a lot of access. <clears throat> but apparently, now this educated me. There's a permission that's not a permission. You don't need permissions to access this, but it's still a piece of hardware in your system. And that is a barometer. Okay. Long and the short of it is you don't have to submerge your phone, okay? You simply load the app. It can read the internal barometer, which was not constant on phones to, I want to say, 2017. <clears throat> so even if you have a phone from last year, if it's a low-end phone, a cheap phone, a you know, budget boost mobile phone, you might not have a barometer built inside of your phone. Now, here's the gimmick. When your phone is rated IP... English protection rating. It has, you know, six, 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 seven, six, eight, five, four, whatever levels of, you know, um, protection over time, it can lose that. So this app can test your internal barometer and tell you if it seems like your phone is or is not protected. No guarantee is done. And a couple people ran the test. It said it passed, then took the SIM tray out of their phone and ran it and it failed proving to them that the app is actually reading the internal barometer versus the external um, bare, bare, barometric pressure that is in the rest of the world kind of thing. So I, to me, that fascinated me. Um, so I had to bring the app. Yeah, there's some good advice here, too, um, on the description of the app, which reads similar to this. This app will help you test whether the IP67, IP68 water-resistant seal on your phone is still intact by using the barometer built into your phone. Do not do note that the seals can become compromised with drops and device aging. Keep your phone away from all liquids. Note, if your phone does not have a built-in barometer, it cannot be supported. Having a barometer built into the phone is required for the core functionality of this app. And no app can install physically missing hardware. There you go. So if you can come up with an app that uh, that can put hardware back into your phone, I think you got something. Well, that harkens back to Windows 95 and the RAM doubler applications you could get ripped off by. Still prolific on the App Store today. Well, I mean, they're kind of doing that with with uh, um, cloud services now, where you can you can upload your processing mm -hmm. and your storage. Yeah. And I think you could probably do RAM too, huh? I don't know. That 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 there's a hard one, Clark. <clears throat> so if you're interested, is your phone still protected from water after a couple drops, after a couple scrapes, or after a couple years? This can at least give you an idea if it is or is not. Interesting. Oh, very cool. I'm not sure if you'd use it more than once though. Do you just want to use it to test how 
know, the IP protection of your phone over a period of time. You won't run it every three or four months. Make sure it's not getting worse. Well, that or a, or and if I was like a uh, repair shop, mm. I could see having an account where I just load this up on the phone as soon as it comes in the door so I can let the people know that, you know, your phone is more vulnerable to water damage versus the day you bought it, probably because of drops or things like that. Yeah, there's lots of sensors in the phones that people don't know about. You can spend a long time playing around with the, what they do. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, you, you had brought this a while ago, Ivor. Uh, SRC CPY source oh, copy, copy, I yeah. guess. Screen copy makes more sense, uh, right? Um, and which, for anybody who doesn't know, is a way to basically um, clone, not clone. What am I looking for? Mirror. You, yeah. What? Well, it's not a. It's it is a mirror, but you can also you can also control it. So it's not just screen casting, but you can have your phone up on your your desktop and be able to control your phone, write text, do, I mean, just operating your phone like it was in your hand. And so in order to do that, you have to turn on USB debugging on your phone, which I have, I have never done before. And I haven't gone through a lot of it, but I think that, I mean, it seems like it almost doubles the settings that you can control on you your phone. You have to enable the developer options first though. So I'm I'm pretty excited about trying to break my phone through all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is a really cool app. Um, my actual use case for it is when I'm working my nine to five, I have my personal computer, I have my work computer, and then I have on another computer just my um, phone mirrored up using screen copy, SCR, CPY on the phone. It actually came built in on a couple Raspberry Pi distributions where all I had to do was just physically connect it over USB, click the button, bang. So I can easily see all my um, notifications, emails on that interface, text messaging, Voxer notifications, things like that. And here's the gimmick. This feature is so desired, it seems like. They're baking this into a version of Chrome OS within the next, I think it was three months. So pretty soon, if you have an Android device and a Chromebook or a Chrome box or a Chrome bit, you'll be able to just plug them up and mirror the screens. I'm sure there's another example of if you have a Pixel device, you're going to have this option available to you first and foremost. might take another, you know, six weeks to maybe three months after that for it to be available for all Android users. But I believe it's one of those features that will be available. And then the gimmick is they're going to, after in Chrome OS, I can tell you right now, they're going to then embed that functionality right inside Chrome OS. So then on any device you're running Chrome OS, you can mirror your Android device to it. Yeah, it's great. The thing is, it's multi-platform. I used it for a little... Oh, sorry, Josh. You got... Oh, no, no. That's... Yeah, you have more experience with it than I do. I've only used it... Uh, I think yesterday was the first day that I, I set it up, and I was kind of blown away by by how well it worked. Yeah, um, although it seems to work better on newer hardware than it does on older stuff, like incremental on that. Um, <laughs> I actually installed it on my new laptop, which I got the other day, and um, it worked fine, and then I go to use it today, and it's uh, it's not working. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it's flaky. It's finicky, in my experience, but also on my Raspberry Pi, I was able to use wireless version of SCR CPY, uh, and I was shocked at how well it worked until I let it sit there for like five, ten minutes, and then tried to access it, and then the lag was 
I don't want to say unusable, but close to unusable. Does it have something to do with the 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 phone going to sleep, maybe, or you know, something in there? I don't know. I mean, I have my Kin Screen app running to where I can just in the notification screen says "Don't sleep ever," and I always do that. And I don't know. It might have been my Raspberry Pi. It might have been screen copy. It might have been my Probably phone. Probably battery optimization on which your phone. They tend to ignore what you tell them to do, even if you turn them off. So. You know, depending on what phone you've got, they can be quite aggressive in shutting apps down in the background. Yeah, my phone my phone loves to do it. It basically just sticks its middle finger up at me when I try to uh, let something optimize, yeah. you know, turn off the ba- battery yeah, optimization. Uh, I've got I've got the the Twilight app, which I'm I think we brought a while ago, but it basically just uh, it's a blue screen filter for at night, sort of kind of mellows out the screen a little bit. And so it's, I set it to go, you know, eight o'clock or whatever time at night to turn on. And I, sometimes it'll go for a week and realize that it hasn't even been turning on because it just shut it down. It doesn't even, yeah. A lot like Microsoft in that respect. They tell you what you're going to do rather than what you want to do. Or like Apple. Yeah. So do you have uh, an app there, Ivor? I, I sure do. I thought I would go on a musical journey today, if that's okay with you guys. Um, so the app I'm bringing you is uh, called Guitar Tuner. Let's put it in the chat now. Um, now I say tuner, but you guys would say tuner. So Guitar Tuner, and you see on, on the uh, icon there, it's the shape of a, a tuner fin. Um, it's quite a visually impressive app, so I thought I might try and share my screen with you to show you how it works, if that's okay. So if you just give me a minute. How are you sharing your screen? I'm using any desk because I can't use screen copy. <laughs> All right, can you see it there? Nope. Oh, popping up. Yep. Okay, you got it there. Okay. So, guitar tuner. Now, when you're starting out learning guitar, um, as I've been trying to get back to my guitar playing, um, the worst thing you can have is an out-of-tune guitar. You need to really know how to tune your guitar. It can be quite difficult when you're first starting out to recognize whether your guitar is in tune or not. Um, So what guitar tuner does is basically lets you, um, or tells you if if you're... strings are in or out of tune. Um, the other, other things it does, before we get into that, is um, it has these tools here. It has a metronome and a chord library. So with your metronome, you can set it to a certain number of beats and it'll tap away. Um, if you go back, you go into the chord library. It'll show you all the uh, major and minor chords, the finger diagrams for them. So um, you, know, you can look up whatever chord it is you want to find. So that's very handy if you're just starting out with your, um, with your learning. This also um, has games. You can learn chords. Good for, for younger people if they want to sort of gamify their learning experience. Um, I would mention that it's not a free app. Well, you get a certain amount of, of uh, stuff free, like uh, you get four basic chords in here, and you can try those out. And, you, know, it will, you can practice uh, playing games. You can progress all the way through until you get to the unlock point where you have to pay money to learn. But it's good, a good way to start off. So I've got an out-of-tune guitar here. Some people would say that's the only kind of guitar that I've ever played. <laughs> By the way, that chord that you just played on there was the uh, first chord to wish you right. were here. All right, so what I'm going to do is just pluck the first string here. And what it does is it recognizes whether that's in tune. Try it again. Until you're in tune. There we go. Now we're going to the next string. <laughs> nice. Okay, that's cool. That is cool. So on and so forth. And so you have a bit of confidence that your guitar is actually playing all the right notes. Um, it's linked in with Musician, 
um, which is another subscription app. So you can um, you can go for that if you want to spend some money. Musicians kind of a, a very popular one, and um, you can if you do that you can get some songs as well. But you know, for someone who's just starting out who wants to learn how to play guitar, it's a very it's a really good app to um, to get started with. Yeah, this is crazy. There's a four it has an average of four point eight reviews out of one point nine million. Oh. Yeah, it has fifty million plus installs. Yeah, it's it's quite a popular. There are lots of guitar apps on on Play Store. Prince, some of them, a lot of them probably free, um, and maybe a bit better, and which without being linked into other other apps. But I found this one to be the best one for me so far. Well, you said this um, connects with musician. This is put out by musician, yeah. so I can't blame a company for putting out a free product that then they deep link to something that is a paid service, especially if the free thing is worth the download. And if I wanted to learn, this looks like an easy way to at least get all a lot of basics down and to actually have a correctly tuned guitar. Yeah, it looks like a fun way to yeah, do it as well. Much better for ages. I, um, I used it a little the other day when my daughter was home from school. She has a ukulele that she wanted to learn how to play, so I set it to a ukulele. You can choose different instruments. Um, oh, no, the, uh, yeah, ukulele. Yeah, it says that there's... So you can go into tune your ukulele if you want. Yeah, there it is. Cool. Uh, she had a great time um, following the exercises on, on the ukulele. We had a jam session together sometime. <laughs> nice. That's my app. Very cool. Well, I think you're going to take the cake of the most useful app <laughs> so far. Yeah, I would imagine the most downloaded app yeah, as probably. well. Well, I can definitely tell you guys, I think I'm uh, in line for the most useless app, but maybe, <laughs> maybe the one that most of our listeners can actually use because it's such an easy thing. Um, this is literally called Amazon AR Player. Who doesn't buy stuff from Amazon? Raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're like the only one. Um. I hate Amazon. I do not have Amazon Prime, but every now and then it seems like I have no choice. I have to buy something from them just because. Um, Amazon AR Player from Amazon Mobile LLC Entertainment, E for Everyone, completely free to download, no in-app ads, no in-app purchases, 95 reviews, average 2.1. Some of them are from people like Ivor. Um, updated November 25th, 2020, 24 megs in size, 10,000 plus installs, current version 1.8. Requires 8.0 Android NUP, so it is a newer Android, but not new. Permissions, it's Amazon. It wants access to everything, maybe except your bank account. Um, but what this basically does is it turns your Amazon box into an AR-type experience. Hypothetically, you have a cat. The cat loves sitting in boxes. You can literally get an Amazon box, open it up, put it down there, let your cat sit in it, pull out your Amazon AR app, point it at the box, and it can turn the box into a car or a boat or other types of things, uh, and then take a picture of it because, you know, it's a pet and people like taking pictures of that. Just reading some of the reviews. Oh, you are right. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Zero stars. Yeah, you're right, Dort. My rating doesn't work, period. <laughs> it tells me to scan an image on my Amazon box that is not there. Thus, it will not scan. It's a royal pain to shut down and comes with absolutely no instructions whatsoever. All caps. I'm uninstalling. <laughs> it didn't work. I'll say this. My wife orders from Amazon maybe two or three times a month. Uh, maybe one out of ten boxes 
that she orders has the appropriate QR code or um, images on them that work with this app. But my son has got some really cute pictures with his cat in boxes. Just saying. Well, it was last updated the 25th of November. So I wonder if they're. Gotcha. Well, Amazon has a new CEO, so maybe he can fix it. It has a website. An AR player. You're right, Dory. You did bring the most use. Thank you. I'm good at something. <laughs> Although it's going to be better than any of my apps because I actually don't have any apps. I'm just here for witty banter. <laughs> but we did get an email. We did. Good call. From Phil. Uh, his email goes, Hi, Dor and AAA team. I listened to one of your recent podcasts. In, it may have been the mini PC show, but I heard that you had trouble running a self-hosted version of Bitwarden. Wilts, whilst, nice word. Wilst. Whilst. Blocking ac- whilst. Whilst blocking access to bitwarden.com. I have been running a DietPy install, thanks to your recommendation, on an old Dell Wise thin client and have been using Vault Warden, formerly Bitwarden RS, uh, renamed recently, since the last past terms of service change. Then he has a link to it. Anyhow, I am not sure if this is how you installed Bitwarden on your network, but I have just blacklisted bitwarden.com on my open WRT router and can can confirm that my client still syncs to my password database whilst not being able to access the Bitwarden site. Note that Vault Warden is a fork of Bitwarden, so that comes with the standard be careful with the code you're running. But I anticipate that the DietPy team have a good handle on this. Anyhow, I just thought I would share my thoughts. Hopefully it is helpful. On a personal matter, I am sorry to hear that you have been unwell recently and I hope you make a full recovery soon. Thank you for all the amazing content you deliver. You are an inspiration with the amount that you give of yourself and you make the internet a great place to be. Cheers, Phil. Wow, that's uh, one of the nicest emails I've read in a long time. Hell yeah, thank you, Phil. email you've read in a long Um, time. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Um, honestly, it was like three months ago when I did this and I think I had to black hole more than one domain. Um, because I did basically, um, um, DNS, I watched my DNS queries and I saw all the domains that that one device was accessing. And I think I had to blacklist like three domains either way. Um, thank you for confirming that I could be very wrong. Um, two really quick diet pie, diet pie, man, diet pie, man. Ooh. You can run it on VMs, you can run it on x86 hardware, but it makes its like glorious stance on Raspberry Pi type hardware, single board computers. Diet Pi is um, like the Star Trek verse of software where anybody can do it. You simply install it and then first boot, it takes you through a wizard where you can install any amount of software from um, storage solutions, uh, streaming solutions, um, network solutions, collaboration solutions, communication solutions, video surveillance solutions, uh, printing solutions, 3D printing solutions, um, anything you can imagine that you could have running on a server is literally a one-click install on DiPi kind of thing. <clears throat> so to run Vault Warden on DiPi doesn't shock me at all. Um, DiPi is the distribution you can run if you just want to play with something or just load it in a VM, have it run in the background, and have it just work. DietPy just works is the way I'll put it. So I will try to check out Vault Warren again and do some DNS queries to see if I was wrong. Uh, if I can run it myself, I will probably then 
at least uh, since I could do a simple import from LastPass, give them the 10 bucks and move on. Uh, but I will say I was in Harrisonburg, Virginia last weekend, like three and a half hours south, where I was seeing everything from beards down to belly buttons, marijuana leaf headband bandanas, lots of pickup trucks, and very spotty cell service. Um, and when I went to log in, my last pass warned that it was from an unknown IP address, which is a good feature. I can't lie. I'm not going to say it's worth all that money, but it's a good feature to block outside a range of IP addresses from logging in to my last pass. But I'm, I still got to get off of last pass. Yeah, I haven't used Diet Pie in a long time. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like they, I'm just looking at all the, all the uh, features that it has or the options that it has, and it's it's grown quite a bit. Pie hole too now. Oh yeah. yeah, the only way I can put it is diet pie is insane. The amount of stuff you can just, without even thinking, just click install and have it just rock and roll. Well, what I liked about it as well is that the the base diet pie image is tiny. Um, tiny, and I'll say it like this. It's also almost infinitely customizable. There's a simple text file that if you create the image, put it on an SD card, modify that text file, you don't even have to do anything. First boot, it will like configure the Wi-Fi, configure the password, change the username, change the password, install the software, configure the software, restore a backup, create a backup, do anything without you even touching it. Um, the word yeah, I think of is mature. This is a very mature um, uh, software stack. Well, and then you can have that. It's almost just like a script, and something happens, you just throw it on there and have the exact same setup that you had before. Oh yeah, it is very easy to back up. Very easy to um, copy your stuff open, and it's the kind of thing where if you just look at all the software available, um, there's going to be something there that you think that you need. Whether it is something like um, VNC, something like Kodi, something like Plex. Um, next cloud transmission, it just keeps going on and on and on. Yeah, I know Rich was on this very early Diet Pie. I remember him talking about this many years ago. Yeah, and they are very um, open and honest, is the way I put it. Uh, you ping them on Twitter or another site, asking them about a piece of software or, or asking them is is something going to be updated, kind of thing. They will tell you very honestly, you know, that's coming in the next version or. Uh, it isn't getting a lot of downloads, so it isn't a priority. We'll we'll look at doing it in the future, kind of thing, um, which I definitely appreciate. Hey, Ivor, are you in the YouTube chat? Yep. I need some need some translations here from my brother's insanity from Kiwi, <laughs> from Kiwi to English. So, and uh, yeah, there's a chat for everyone who doesn't know in the YouTube channel when we're doing this live on Thursdays. And the only legitimate time zone, six o'clock Pacific. Okay, what do you need help with? All of it. <laughs> Does any of that make sense? Ah, the open sea. God, I wish I could smell. Had my nostrils fried in Parmesan. East. <laughs> help me with this. My eyes are ceramic. Bazooka round in big little <laughs> big horn. Yeah, this is um, this is my brother's insanity. He, he like likes doing this. I don't understand it either. You'd have to talk to him. Okay, good. All right. Oh, I just thought maybe it was like Cockney or something. No. Kiwi Cockney. It's his unique sense of humor. Oh, oh, that's humor. Oh, uh, oh, okay. 
Okay. Um, a quick app mention here. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned how Hangouts is dying. No matter what anybody says, it's it's inevitable. You and then I proceeded with how many of us have paid for Hangouts? The answer is none. So they're killing Hangouts. Um, but half of my Google Hangouts Hangouts are now like forked. Some of them are on Google Voice, but then some of them are on this app that was completely new to me called Google Chat. Um, and I believe Google Chat was a app that was only inside of the G Suite, which was then rebranded to Workspace, which then a lot of those components were released into the Freeverse. Um, and I gotta say, I almost kind of like using this Google Chat versus Hangouts. Um, except there's no more phone call, phone number connected to it. That's all in Google voice. Uh, but kind of like, uh, the RCS text messaging in Android, how you can see the three dots when someone's typing, you have that available in Google chat as well. So what I'm going to guess is Google chat is one big step away from the, uh, Jabber based Google hangout and a big step towards RCS, almost text messaging type of interface yet on a desktop, a laptop or a, or a phone kind of thing. Um, so I'll just say, you know, don't be shocked if you have to download something else because your Google Hangouts stops working. Uh, more than likely you're going to have to download Google chat. Are you on signal door? I was on signal. Yes. Not anymore? Uh, not right now. No. Cause the, um, Bitcoin issue. No, it's because I hate text messaging. I hate text messaging with the passion. It means reading. Reading hurts my head. If I, I, I honestly, um, the email we got today, we got uh, Tuesday. Five times I sat down and I tried to read it, and I couldn't get through the email before thinking, I don't know what I'm reading. What did he just say? So, t- visual char- text characters are not my thing. That's why I like uh, doing the voice kind of chat yeah. thing whenever Apple. Boxer is good for that. I'll be. Uh, it's good at some. Do it on Signal too. I don't think we figured it out. Your voice chat on Signal. I yeah, Josh in, uh, told me that about uh, eight months ago. I didn't know it was in there, but yeah, that's always good to have. I'll be your text to speech. Hmm. Sure. Okay. Uh, I have another musical app if you want to try that one out. I promise not to play sure. the guitar this time. Well, that was playing. <laughs> no, it wasn't really. <laughs> no one's ever accused me of that. <laughs> Um, okay this app is called Chordify so once you've uh, got your guitar in tune you can um, look for songs that you want to learn how to play and um, Chordify is a good good way to do this again this is a subscription based model but it gives you a certain amount of stuff you can do for free Um, so it's got a discovery option when you first open it up um, and it uh, gives you songs that you might want to learn like John Denver and Country Roads (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I have to give that one a minute. Um, but then you can you can search for a song. So let's search for a. Uh, and basically, what it, it takes uh, all the videos from YouTube or elsewhere, and it will chordify them, which is basically show you um, how to play them on a chord diagram uh. like that. And what we'll do is actually play the song from the YouTube clip while it goes through the chord diagram. Can you hear that? Okay, copyright. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fair use. <laughs> um, so if you want to get the chords, uh, or you can get the um, the actual 
it's the names of the chords, or you can get the, the view of the diagram, so where to put your fingers on the frets. Uh, play the song while you're at it. You can if you want to do something like uh, slow down the tempo, you have to subscribe. There's a lot of stuff you find that you have to subscribe to. Instrument, piano, or ukulele. Uh, transposition, I think that's all a premium subscription. I think it's only like $5 a month. Yeah. But um, if you, uh, so yeah, if, if you go back to that, then um, other options as well. If you do get the premium subscription, you can export the uh, things to a PDF so you can print it out or a MIDI file, do it um, offline. There are all sorts of multiple versions of the same song as you saw before. Um, but a library that gives you three songs per day if you're not subscribing. Um, so you can learn three songs per day um, and um, gives you all those. So if there is really a song that you, you want to learn how to play, this is probably a really good app for you. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, if I had, I keep thinking if I was younger and had the patience. Because, yeah. you know, you can go to a pawn shop and get a guitar for a really fair price is what I'll say. And and actually learn something. And then I could be that annoying guy at the party playing Stairway to Heaven nonstop. <laughs> um, here's, a, here's a counter to that, which I've never used. But someone in the one of the reviews said if they had known about this one which is called Chord AI. And uh, they said, because they said they spent $45 on the uh, Cordify premium subscription. Hmm. So, and they seem better, which is pretty ridiculous that I would bring it without ever even looking at it. But there it is. <laughs> I'm contributing. Well, well competition is always good. It's, it's good to have a free option as well. Um, well, this has, has in-app purchases, so I don't know what that is. But I'd be interested if you uh, gave it a try and brought it back next time yeah, to see could, if it compares. Well, and tangent, speaking about AI, did you see the, oh man, I want to say it was Dutch. A Dutch guy made an AI algorithm that um, when looking at the footage of the government people in like a Congress kind of thing where they're all sitting there, he had, he trained an AI algorithm to spot who's staring at their phone and how long are they staring at their phone while they're supposed to be doing work. Nice. I thought that was fantastic. You're uh, really into this Dutch thing, aren't you? Because that, the, uh, that, uh, drone, drone phone, that link that you sent looks like it's in Dutch as well. Well, I'll just say, um, there, uh, there is a guy who is, um, very active on discord. I believe if he's not Dutch, he's Belgium. Could say it was gone maybe, double Dutch. Double Dutch. Maybe maybe the Co Copenhagen thinging hanging. Denmark. Danish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's one of them, I think. Um <laughs> so he keeps you know putting links in there that I find interesting. Um Okay, tangent again tangent. Um have you did you guys I don't know how popular this is. Now you, Josh, are the person who I think should have heard of this show before. Uh Homes on Homes. Oh, it's a great show. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, Mike Holmes. Yeah, Mike Holmes. Okay. The unbelievable seems like the classiest guy when it comes to construction, renovation kind of thing that I've ever seen on TV next to Bob Vila, who seems unbelievably nice too. Kind of thing. But Holmes is Canadian, so I guess you'll have that. Um, he's doing a new show that I can't get on any television channel I subscribe to, and I subscribe, my wife subscribes to every possible thing that she could subscribe to through the cable package, AKA we pay like $300 a month, not counting the internet just for all the channels. And he's doing a new thing that I could not find anywhere, but I was able to find it on an app 
called Fox Now Watch Live On Demand uh, TV and Stream Sports. Basically, you just load the app, create a fake account, give it a junk email address, whatever. Uh, and you do have to watch ads when you're watching the TV shows or like Hulu and thing. And it is Chromecastable. So while you're watching the video, you can stream it to your TV or to your uh, Roku or to your um, Chromecast Ultra, Chromecast Android TV. And I was able to load this app up and I was able to watch the new Holmes television show that just launched, I want to say less than two months ago now. Um, it's him and his kids. His kids are now like 30 kind of thing where they're basically, you know, doing the right thing, fixing people's mess ups, showing people what to look out for and just uh, be, overall being just a genuine nice guy. It used to be on TV here. We used to watch it here um, years and years ago. I didn't realize it was still going, which is good. It must be what? 60 now? 70? Um, he still looks good for his age. I'll say that. Um, and again, it's uh, Fox Now, Watch Live, and On Demand TV, and Streaming Sports from Fox Broadcasting Company. E for Entertainment, T for Team does contain ads. Of course it contains ads. It's Fox. Uh, no in-app purchase, free to download, 82,000 reviews, 3.5 average reviews. Updated July 8th, 2021. Varies with device and size. 10 million Plus downloads, um, permissions, it's Fox. Phone, device, storage, location, Wi-Fi, photos, other, 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 other. Um, so, yeah, if you need another outlet to watch an air quote free content with the occasional ad getting in your face, uh, then you should check out this app. Not available in my country. Uh, we need to, then you need to have a VPN, like Mozilla VPN or somebody else. Um, he's 57 years old. Oh, Looks wow. good for it. Yeah. I'll tell you that, man. Yeah. And, uh, Brian M isn't a fan. Uh, he said, he gave it one star. He said, it's only usable if you already have cable. If I had cable, I would just watch it on my TV. So dumb. So is that true, Do You need cable to watch this thing? No, no. He's Mike, an idiot. Brian M. We need, we need you to step up your game here a no. little bit. I literally went to Gorilla Mail had a fake email account created. I said my name was Mike Holmes when I created the account. I then launched the app and I then watched like the first three episodes of his new show and, and I forgot about it, but it worked fine. Do you have any more apps, Ivor? Uh, yeah, I've got one. Um, this is not a musical one. This is um, a news option. Um, the reason I installed this app, I'll just put it in the chat here. It's, um, it's, I've been looking for a good local news uh, option. So something that would give me not just the national and international news, but news from around my area. And actual sources here for, for that kind of news are quite limited. You either get a, a piece of, um, you know, an old newsprint in your, in your letterbox once a week full of ads, or um, you, know, you have to go through the national regional uh, options, and it's always a, a bit of a, a pain to do that. But um, this app's called News in Bullets, and um, what it does is give you a whole range of options on, well, it, First of all, it shows you all your news, uh, but it will do it in, in a video form as well. So you'll have, um, uh, actually, probably the best, best way to do it is to show you again. Sorry about all the screen sharing. Um, Are you going to play your guitar no. for this one? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, so um, here it is here. And um, so stuff.co.nz is the, is the big uh, news uh, online news site here in New Zealand. Um, and it will go through um, all the stories from, from there, from the national stuff. It's got, um, at the top of you, you see 4U, and it's got headlines. So the 4U section's pretty good. 
I don't know why it's giving me Tampa Bay Lightning in second standard because I have no idea what that means. But um, <laughs> if we go through, um, but only other thing I don't like about this is we'll see in a minute that um, where there's a video available, it, it uh, um, and it doesn't seem an option. Itself. But I live in Palmerston North. You can see there's uh, lots of uh, articles from Palmerston North, and this particular article here is about um, my daughter's pipe band. So my daughter is uh, playing playing the bagpipes, um, and um, so my son is doing the drums, and, and my youngest daughter is also learning how to play the bagpipes, and she plays uh, in a group called Celtic Spirit. But uh, an offshoot of that is Piping Pink. Now um, Piping Pink are doing a concert next week uh, to to raise funds for breast. Uh, um, so what this article does is it um, shows you, basically gives you a summary of all the main points of the story, so you don't have to read the full article if you don't want to. Um, save it and, and do whatever you like there. Uh, got an around view option. Here, here in Palmerston North. Um, <laughs> you've got greyhounds being killed at the track. Son of Coco died at the track. <laughs> we got a crash. Coco was a good dog. Yeah, Coco was a Coco good was dog. A good dog. What are you going to name the son of Coco? <laughs> um, we've got newsreels. So what, what this does is it actually reads out in a, in a rather robotic voice um, the top news of the hour and goes through a different menu. It's got all sorts of options. It's got um, language options. And there you go. There's New Zealand. Um, but we can go into the dark theme if we want to. We can turn it. I, I found this, I use this a lot, actually. Um, use in the morning. Um, if you're interested in what's happening around you locally, uh, it's a good option for you. Looks like someone else had the same issue that you had here. The video with audio plays automatically without any option to turn it off. Articles from block sources still show in the feed. Apart from these problems, it's a very good news aggregator. I wonder if that's that pervert you were talking about. <laughs> well, um, the other thing you can do is if you click on dots, you can... Um, save the articles or share them or um, tell them whether you do or don't like it. You kind of buried the lead. Your daughter plays the bagpipes and the ukulele. That's a deadly combination, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's all go here when they come come home from school. So um, I got a question about the app. Do you know if you were able to have variable, variable speed yes. playback on that robotic yes, voice? Uh, there's an option to change it to up to five times, I think. Oh, you got me at five. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I will say um, my, I currently don't trust any website when it comes to news. With that said, uh, the site that I go when I just want to see a spectrum of how people are reporting is I go to ground news. Um, like when I missed uh, Biden and Syria, I'm like, well, whoa, 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 what, what, what? What instigated it? Why did this thing start to happen? I went to ground news, Biden, Syria, and then I could see like 50 different headlines ranked from far left, left, mildly left, middle, mildly right, right, strong right, and see all the headlines and, you know, see what everyone decided to focus on. And then like decide for myself, the truth was somewhere in the middle kind of thing. Um, That's called ground news. But I like. Uh, yeah, ground.news. Um, but I like options and I like the fact that this was in multiple formats. You could just look at scroll like a doom scroll, nonstop scroll through stuff, or you can jump into where you're actually like seeing articles and, uh, the bullet points of articles. That's really good touch, I think. 
Yeah, well, it's funny you should mention that Ground News app because I have another app um, which does pretty much the same thing. It's called News Voice. Um, so if you want, I can talk about that now. Sure, sure. Let's put the link in here. Um, so like you, I, I don't trust a lot of the news sources I get. And no no offense, but particularly the American ones. Um, so what I have here is an app called News Voice. And what it does is it shows um, shows uh, basically a whole bunch of articles, but it shows um, what sources they're from and uh, what sources are covering them. So we can see this one. Um, provides first a summary of the story. And then these summaries are provided by users of the app. So they follow a certain process. You can actually volunteer to work on on as a volunteer for for the News Voice app and provide these summaries of the stories. But what one thing it does is shows the the sources involved and whether they're right or left. Um, and where there's an international story, it will show whether it's from a different country um, or from a different region like Asia or Europe. Uh, it has you can upvote particular uh, stories and you can have a look at all your comments. You sort those comments by featured comments or top comments or new comments. Uh, and then if you like a comment, you can you can uh, take it down or up. Um, regardless of your political leanings, this is a good app, I think, to use because um, it shows you who is and who isn't covering a particular story. Um, so you can see uh, whether you know, a story is being only covered by right-wing leaning um, outlets or whether it's only being covered by left-wing, whether it's got international coverage. And, of course... You know, you should never read the comments, but if you do, if you do like uh, making comments or getting into comments uh, around stories, then, then you can. So there's an option for you to do that. I'm not sure what the moderation on that is like. Um, it gives you little uh, edges and, and things, but I'm, I'm, you can sign up and give your name and details and all that sort of stuff and, and volunteer to work on, on um, moderating and stuff like that. But I, I don't. I just um, observe. That's it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, very cool. I'll say if you listen to any news source and you don't disagree with them, you need to listen to another news source. Um, confirmation bias is an extremely strong thing. And if you listen to anything that you don't disagree with, they will then be able to tell you anything they want to tell you and you'll just go along with it yep. because, you know, that's the way it is. So listen to things that at least challenge your thinking and force you to once in a while Go do a Google search to say, "Is this for real?" What? Um, but what I what I like about it or is, don't do a Google it search. Tells you the bias of the use a different using it from. Sorry, Josh. Oh no, that's okay. But I see. I don't. I don't buy into that either. Like the whole left or right. The bias I've been using. It might have been that ground news, and it's all the same garbage. So I mean, Dor said to Google something. I would say don't Google something. I would say use other search engines as well. And you can really you can tell oh. how a, how a story is being aggregated that way. Also, and I was using just, it as a verb. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I understand, but not everyone is as smart as I was. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I would say that get yourself uncomfortable. Make yourself uncomfortable. Find listen to something that is completely outside of your your thought process or the way that you think things are. So I should listen just, to Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Well, I was thinking more in sync for you, but oh. you know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, make yourself uncomfortable with the news. Try to find something that that other people, you know, that's way off of your spectrum, and then the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I agree, absolutely. So you put one in the chat there, Josh. Uh, no, I'm, red is yeah. So yeah, I'll put that one in. Um, this is one that came from the chat room. Thanks, Red, and he said this is the one that he uses for a. Uh, a news aggregator 
and it's news break, local breaking stories and UK headlines um, by Particle Media Inc. News and Magazines, and it has 4.2 average reviews out of 284,000. 10 million plus installs updated oh. July 8th, 2021. It requires Android 6 and up. Uh, permissions. Uh, it looks like damn near everything. Um, so yeah, that's another another option to to give a try. I don't really like. I think it was that ground app that one of you guys brought before. I know what I was. Um, yeah, ground news, but it's really difficult to get anywhere without paying for that one, and I don't really feel like paying. Try to like go left or right to and it cuts you off very shortly and says you have to pay to do anything else on this app. So yeah, anyway, news break. Apparently Red likes it. Very cool. Yeah, and I will say I'm almost afraid to watch more local news um, because I know the real reality is international news will never impact my life. National news won't really impact my daily life. Even state news is not going to impact my daily life. You get down to the local government, local news, local happenings, and the dirty secret is that is actually the most important government that we need to be more focused on and events we really should be more focused on, where if a local official is corrupt, it very well could affect me, my family, and my friends. Where if Bill Clinton, I did not have that, it really didn't affect me, you know, um, at all. So I'm always afraid to watch more local stuff because I'm just afraid of the amount of bad news. Well, you're right, though. Like, If more people got involved in local politics and cared more about local politics and not about who is going to be the next president of the United States, as if it matters, who's in the office, and started you know, running for school boards and, and city councils and town councils and things like that, you, know, you sort of have to start at the bottom if you actually want to see any sort of change. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, before we get too offensive to local officials in your area, um, and my area. Um, this app I had to bring only because I have not, I don't believe I've heard anybody talk about this um, on a mobile platform at all. I've heard of people in desktop communities and environments playing with this. Um, this is called Quad9 Connect, early access from Quad9. Uh, it's under Tools E for Everyone. Um, it is in development, it might be unstable. This uh, app might not be available for all devices. Uh, no in-app purchases, no in-app ads, completely free to download. Um, updated June 10th, 2021. Size varies with device, 10,000 plus installs. Uh, everything varies with device. Content rating E for everyone. Uh, it needs access to photos, storage. I'm not sure why it needs that, but other as well. The long and the short of it is, you know, security is like onions. And there's all kinds of layers you can do, okay? Um, you can do VPNs, you can do, look, technically incognito mode does something, doesn't do much, but you technically could run incognito mode. You technically could run a VPN. You technically could do all these kinds of things. You could run Tor, the onion router thing on your network. Um, this is just another layer of security. Now, everybody should know, um, that when you go to access google.com, your device does not go to google.com. Your device does what's called a DNS, the name, domain name query search to say, 
where is google.com? And it really is, where's the closest google.com to me? And it will say, oh, that's at 245.15.16.85. And then your phone goes to that address or your device goes to that address. Quad 9 is the next generation, in air quotes, secure DNS request. Um, Even if you are on a lot of secure platforms, when you ask for an address, that is in complete clear transmission. So even if you're using Tor, even if you're using these tools in VPN mode kind of thing, people can still see your DNS request. So to be completely secure, you really need an encrypted DNS as well. And this is a way that you can get it. Quad 9 is the kind of thing where I really do hope in less than two years, this will be the standard. This will be the norm. This will be what everything is configured to use, this type of technology. But um, as of right now, we're still in beta. I've, I'm, I've been looking on my phone. I thought I had this app from a long time ago. Maybe I've just, maybe I just uh, set my DNS to, to quad nine, but I thought I had, I thought I had this app, but I guess not. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think that they, some ISPs are actually going to quad nine or other encrypted DNS going forward. But that also like, I mean, that's a major source of information that, our uh, overlords really don't want to give up, whether that's the ISP or the NSA or any other three-letter acronym. Um, yeah, I mean, information is power. Data is the new oil. All the ac- all all those sayings have some truth to them. And to be secure, to control your fate, to actually control your data, it still requires a bit of work. Uh, with these kinds of tools, hopefully, it gets easier for people who want to be actual secure. You can set the DNS gateway on your well, can't you? Yep, but if you do not change the actual protocol that you're using, it's still in the clear, where anybody can sniff the packets and see everywhere you're going to. Uh, you have to literally change off of your standard UDP packages, which is more than just changing what DNS service that you're using. Have you guys ever heard of, this is our type tangent, um, have you ever heard of unstoppable domains? unstoppable linux um it's it's basically blockchain domains mm. and so you it's a one time fee to buy your domain name and then then it becomes part of a blockchain so obviously it's there forever but if you lose your key you're done um but it also it doubles as as uh, addresses for your crypto wallets and so you can set it to Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever, whatever uh, crypto you're you're using, and so instead of somebody needing to type in or copy paste, you know, a sixteen digit, thirty digit mm. address, they can just put in your your unstoppable domain instead, and then send you do transfers that way. So instead of zero x they could just go, you know, door to door geek dot crypto and then it would sort of it's kind of like a dns route to to the wallet that you chose very interesting i'll say when i notice something like uh pirate bay going to something like this to me that means it's credible and will be around for years and years and years because the only downside to any blockchain technology any crypto currency any crypto coin technology is how many people right now are up and running that blockchain. If it's only 10, 
people doing it right now, then it's very easy for someone to hop in, create 11 nodes and spoil it and do whatever they want. But if this is, this is natively supporting the big boys like block, like a Bitcoin and Ethereum, then it's going to be really difficult for somebody to hop in and poison it. Yeah, well, they have different uh, different domains. Dot uh, crypto is is the Ethereum. Dot Zill is the Zill network. Bitcoin, um, DAO. So they have they have each different domain is on a different blockchain. But that doesn't mean that that's all you can. As far as I understand it, that doesn't mean that you can only you know if you have a a dot crypto, which is the Ethereum blockchain, it doesn't mean that you can only accept Ethereum. You can tie any of your other uh, wallet addresses into that as well. Hmm. Very interesting. Got any Bitcoin, Dor? Yep. You're a millionaire then. And my wife asked me uh, a month ago, do I have any? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Because if if I did, she would say cash it in right now. Nope, not cash it in. What about you? I've already have any. I don't understand it. So. Maybe we'll have a sit-down session, maybe sometime. I was tempted to get some Dogecoin. Yeah, that's a... the, the wife made. Um, yeah, my wife made three hundred dollars in about four days with Dogecoin. The minute I get in on board, anything yeah, like I was... it's going to collapse. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mined. Um, it was called Magicoin on a Raspberry Pi. Mm. Oh, geez, I don't know, three, four years ago, and and so the. The pool that I was in, I had I got paid out in Dogecoin and completely forgot about it. So I ended up with like 3,500 Doge. And then then I looked at it and it was up to like 3,500 bucks. Wow, okay, that's all right. And now it's dropped yeah. to about a third of that. So, But it was pretty much free money. Right. So that's our discussion on Crypto Corner here on Android App Addicts. Josh, you mentioned you didn't have any apps. Um is that because you haven't had the time, or is that because you really can't find anything on on the Play Store that uh, would be suitable? No, it's more just a time thing, and I'm I'm finding the opposite. Not being able to, I can't find anything on that. Thing. You know, any it seems that the any decent apps are um, few and far between, getting harder and harder to find. Yeah, more and more apps and more and more craps. It seems to be a lot of QR code readers and, and boosters and all that sort of shit. Well, I'm I'm interested. Doran had talked about this last week a little bit um, on you know the the evolution of of podcast players, yeah. and so that's kind of where when I do get a bit of time, that's kind of where I want to be focusing. So my energy is is sorting out the next generation and how how podcasts are going to look going forward, which also ties into into uh, crypto. I think a bit as far as payments and things like that. Um, no, if, so if anyone listening has any uh, apps that they're using and like and would think would be a good uh, match for the show, send them in. And we'll, we'll have a go at them. Yeah, you haven't brought like a well, you haven't brought any because you haven't been here. But you uh, you're usually good for one just absolutely garbage. Oh no, that was me. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, we could normally rely on just to bring a complete pile of rubbish. We do occasionally like to bring something as useful, <laughs> even a good game. You know. Getting too. Well, you guys have uh, anything left in your tank? Oh, I need to. Or you look like you're wanting to bring another one. Uh, what I will bring is this F-Troid app, only because I would like F-Troid to get at least a little bit more traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is called In Infinity for Reddit. 
And the description says, Infinity is a beautiful, feature-rich app that offers smooth Reddit browsing experience. It, it's completely free, adless, so you can browse Reddit without interruptions or distractions. Built by a passionate university student, Infinity is open source. Please check out support. Blah, 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 blah. Um, basically, it is. there's a lot of different Reddit applications out there. I will never use the official Reddit application. It sucks. It's horrible. Uh, it, it's ad laden and it's like the, the features in it I find are extremely lacking compared to almost every other Reddit application. Uh, Relay is still my go-to um, because it has a memory. If I've seen a posting, if I hit a button, it will swipe away everything I've already seen. So I like that. But uh, this was a pretty good app is what I'm going to say. Uh, my, my like one complaint is when we go to F droid, I wish the screenshots were up higher in the description and not by the very bottom. Uh, some people want to see screenshots first, I think. Fair enough too. Tell a lot from just a quick look. Yeah. Yeah, certainly it should be up there. You know, you want your hero image at the top. Um, and then I like the, uh, idiocracy here, lazy mode. Automatic scrolling of posts enables you to enjoy amazing content without moving your thumb. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to bring one, uh, what I consider to be a high-end game. Uh, and I do believe this was successful on other platforms. Uh, this is called Iris and the Giant. Um, this is a hard game to describe is what I'm going to say. Um, Irish and the Giant from Plug-In Digital strategy game everyone 10 and up 33 reviews uh eight dollars and 49 cents to buy aka not cheap not cheap at all um but no in-app ads no in-app purchases 3.8 average reviews uh it is eligible for the family library updated november 3rd 2020 173 megs in size 100 plus installs current version 1.1.6 6.0 android and up uh basically just needs at network access to which i think is a very reasonable thing to do um this is the game where um, I almost pulled the trigger after watching a uh, YouTube-like video on actual gameplay. It's a puzzle puzzle strategy game is the way that I like to describe it. Um, it definitely looks cool, definitely looks fun, and I tried to talk my kid into wanting it, but eh, he wouldn't go for it. So I just thought it, it does look cool. it does look cool. Um, Ten ninety nine here, and a lot of. Uh... One-star reviews here at the end. A lot of people are saying it's broken. Oh, well, yeah, it's eleven ninety-nine here. It's, um, it's quite expensive. Your money sucks. <laughs> okay, and then last, and it's only because I nearly forgot about it, I did buy an app today uh, only because I noticed I had $17 in my um, Google Play Opinion Rewards, uh, and I said I had to spend it. And I wanted to spend it on something that I think is actually worth it, and something that I could actually use in the future. Uh, so what I did was I bought a copy of FL Studio Mobile. Uh, it used to be known as Fruity Loops, uh, but now it's just known as FL Studio, the mobile version by Image Line Music and Audio. Uh, 28,000 reviews, E for Everyone, does offer in-app purchases, no in-app ads, 15 US dollars to buy. Um, there I ask, how much is it in your guys' area? Fourteen ninety nine. Oh, twenty four wow. ninety nine for me. Um, four point one average reviews. Uh, it 
was eligible for the family library. So hypothetically, if you have a a family of five people, you divide, you each pay 20% of the price and you're fine. Um, updated May 19th, 2021, 227 megs in size, 500 plus thousand installs. FL Studio charging $15 times 500,000 installs. They're doing fine, ain't they? Um, current version 3.5.16 requires Android 4.1 and up, which is very low. I'm shocked. Uh, it does need a good amount of permissions when I'm going to say Wi-Fi location, photo storage, microphone, other. Um, the long and the short of it is this is really as close as you're going to get to what people would consider to be a full-fledged doll digital audio workstation on a mobile platform. Um, if you're running this on a Chromebook, I'm sure the bigger the screen would make this a little bit easier to use kind of thing. Um, but this is also the kind of software that I just look at and I really wish I had the time and the patience to sit through and actually learn how to do some of this stuff. Um, so I figured the least I could do is support them and maybe, you know, somebody in my family plan will enjoy it. Yeah, it looks looks pretty cool. Uh, any any idea why they changed the name from Fruity Loops? Uh, cause uh, Fruit Loops cereal threatened to sue them. Wow, I was gonna make a joke about that, but I figured it was probably spot on. There you go. And that that fifteen dollars times uh five hundred thousand is seven point five million. So ooh, they minus need, need... the thirty percent for Goog. They just cut their share to fifteen right here. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's right. Jesus, they're pretty much philanthropists. Might as well give it away. <laughs> cool. Should we do a, a rundown of the apps? Sure, please. All right. Well, this is uh, some of the things we we're discussing on this episode of Android App Addicts. The Water Resistance Tester by Ray W. under Tools. Guitar Tuna. Tuner for guitar, ukulele, bass, and more by Musician under Tools. Amazon <coughs> oh, excuse me, AR Player by Amazon Mobile LLC under Entertainment. Google Chat. Google LLC under business. Cordify Chords for Guitar, Piano, and Ukulele by Cordify BV Music and Audio. Chord AI Real-Time Chord Recognition by Chord AI under Music and Audio. Fox Now Watch Live and On Demand TV and uh, Stream Sports. Fox Broadcasting Company under Entertainment. News Break, Local Breaking Stories, and UK Headlines by Particle Media Inc. under News and Magazines. News in Bullets. Aggregators for top news stories by Zero Group News and Magazines. New Voice. News Voice. Unbiased and new News Voice. Unbiased and real news feed USA and World by News Voice under News and Magazines again. Quad Nine Connect early access by Quad Nine under Tools. Iris and the Giant by Plugin Digital under Strategy. FL Studio Mobile by ImageLine under Music and Audio. Infinity for Reddit, a beautiful feature-rich Reddit client. We also discussed Unstoppable Domains, DietPie, the Drone Phone, and SCRCPY, which apparently is screen copy and not source copy. How many is that? Oh, yeah, that, oh, geez. That's a lot. I already put the calculator away. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Um, do you have any parting words there, Ivor? No, just... Um... Hopefully we can get together again next week and, and we'll have some uh, more apps for you that you'll enjoy looking and looking at and using. Very cool. Josh, you have any parting words? Oh, it's good to be here for two weeks in a row. Um, I'd like to thank Phil again for his, his beautiful 
email and everyone uh, red and tim i didn't see charles tonight and uh whoever oh yeah ivor's crazy brother eric um who came out to the to the chat and uh yeah just everybody be kind to one another and send in some feedback tell us what you like and tell us why you don't like ivor and we'll uh hopefully see you again next week yeah uh, and here's another quick tangent uh, a comment from in like Tim in the chat breast cancer research to dead racing dogs. AAA brings tears to my eyes without having to look directly at door. <laughs> I can't say it any better than that. Um, I want to thank everyone for downloading. Thanks for everyone for their support. Uh, I want to thank Philip for his patronage. I hope that's a one month only patronage Philip. And then you stop because that's a bit much. Is what I'll say. Um, but I want to thank everyone for supporting us at Patreon. Uh, if you want to send us an email, it's very easy. AAA at podnuts.com. If you want to send us a voicemail, uh, you can call 707-6-PODNUT or you can record your audio on any platform you would like to and send it in. Even if it's a app review, uh, what I would ask is if it's more than 30 or 90 seconds, try to have clean audio. Um, I will try to clean it up, but try to keep it clean in the beginning makes my job much easier. Um, I want to thank Josh and Ivor for coming out and everyone coming out in the live chat. Again, if you want to be a part of the live chat, you can follow us on Twitter or and Facebook or and send me an email asking me to let me you know when we go live and I will try to get better at that with everybody. Um, with that, I want to thank you guys for coming out again and I will talk to everyone again real soon. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen, and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.